One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to What Culture Gaming. I'm Scott, joined by Josh. Hello, Scott. Josh, my friend, some exciting developments up in the old gaming sphere because it seems like ne- 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 the Netflix are going to be getting in to video game development. Now, there's a part of this that makes me super excited, but I'll get to that in a bit. It mostly relates to me being an old-ass man, but I do have some good positive memories associated with video games on the old TV from TV services, but we'll get there in a bit. Um, this information initially came from theinformation.com, which was then corroborated by Bloomberg and then confirmed by IGN, who managed to talk to Netflix themselves. Um, now, it seems that Netflix have hired Mike Verdu. Don't know why I did that. He is a real person. Um, But it is a dude from (laughs) Facebook and EA who apparently oversaw all of EA's mobile division, which will make people run for the hills, um, which is fair enough. IGN note that the two franchises he overlooked were SimCity and Plants vs. Zombies 2. Um, Both of those games, not with great reputation. SimCity, obviously the console version, launched on fire in 2013. Uh, Plants vs. Zombies was so terrible that the original creator said, I'm done and completely left the company. But maybe there's a way to make it work. Now, the twist here is that ex-Kotaku um, editor-in-chief, uh, Stephen Totillo, now writing for Axios, said that the games themselves on Netflix aren't going to be streamable, but said to think of them more like downloadables. Um, Netflix wants to offer games as an incentive for subscribers. Last I heard, think downloadable games, not game streaming. Um, mm. Which breaks my mind because my TV doesn't have hardly any storage space at all. Now, I did look into this stuff. Um, you know, Apple TVs, because um, one of the adjacent comments made here is to think of it like the Apple Arcade thing. So I looked into Apple TV storage. Now, they were offered in 32 gig, 64 gig models. But Samsung TVs, if you take them as an average, average about 8 gig. Um, 7.6 if you get specific and look at the <laughs> diagnostic screen. So it's that whole thing where if they start offering a whole bunch of downloadable games, um, it does kind of limit them to specific, you know, 2D stuff or maybe smaller games or things like that. But what do you think of all this stuff so far anyway? Um, honestly, Scott, right, you know, every single time a company not known for games tries to get into games, I always wonder at what point will it fail? You know, not every <laughs> single company has completely crashed and burned. You know, the likes of Apple Arcade seems... Yeah, I Amazon Luna is definitely not on the successful chat, but the likes of Apple mm. Arcade, you know, Facebook Games is probably doing well. I know it's got a lot of popular games on there, probably raking mm. in a lot of money. And, um, you know, there are a few exceptions to the rule, but, you know... For the most part, it's the likes of Google getting into Google Stadia and then having to pair their plans back. It's the Amazon Luna, like you just described. It's even Disney, you know, one of the most powerful companies, one of the most resourceful companies, like, in America. And, you know, they even admitted that, you know, games were too hard. They don't want to do them firsthand anymore. They don't want to take it in-house. They'd rather just license those titles out to people who kind of know the industry a little bit better. So with Netflix Mm -hmm. getting into this, there is some potential. I will not doubt that. But at the same time, you know, I part of me just thinks they've looked at the numbers that gaming as an industry brings in, you know, billions upon billions of dollars and gone, 
I want a bit of that. I want a bit of that <laughs> slice, of, slice of that pie, please, sir. Can yeah. I have some? Well, the thing is, the uh, the release date that's sort of pegged in amongst all these rumors is that they want to have something out hopefully this year, but they're mainly aiming for 2022. So it's like, well, the only games you can turn around in that time frame are going to be 2D stuff, mobile stuff, smaller scale things that will maybe be monetized to living hell once you get inside them. It does say that they'll be offered, you know, the thing that Totillo uh, says, as an incentive for subscribers. And right now, the general sort of sentiment is that they're not going to charge extra for this stuff. Um, but it just it makes me think of other you know TV service based games, which the only reference point I have is 2001 Sky TV stuff, which I'm not going to lie, <laughs> I was a big old fan of. I'm just going to be on Bedlam Fathom, just you know no. King Toots Challenge. Like, I'll take whatever they have now if they can make any of those games anywhere near as memorable as those original titles. And I know it's because we were it was a different species back then, but it was they, they were lovable games. Scott Silver, you put out a tweet this morning, um, you know, essentially championing those Sky games, those 2D games, those you know, little mini games, essentially. And you got a good response. A lot of people <laughs> were like, wow, I can't believe, you know, everyone loves these. Uh, these. These are great. These are my childhood. I have such nostalgia for them. I don't. Yeah. Like, this is very, you know, kind of like off topic, quite a tangent, tangent. But, you know, I have nothing but bad memories associated with those games. <laughs> those were the games that I played when I was out of console games, where I couldn't afford a new right. one when I played Crash Bandicoot 2 to death. I would go down stairs, I would hit Sky, I would go over to the games tab, and I'd be disappointed that somehow GTA 3 didn't turn up on my screen. I was disappointed <laughs> that I got these beehive games and not what We're... I really wanted. You know, like, I, I actually, you know, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm gonna, if I'm here, I'm going to do it properly. Yeah. I'm going to do it properly. Yes. I disliked those games so much that when I was in this situation, I actually opted to spend a full day making a cardboard Game Boy, which I didn't own, <laughs> and use my own imagination to visualize Pokemon on a bit of wood, essentially, rather than going to the sky <laughs> and play those games. That's how much I just, I associate you them with bad vibes. Playing, you could have been playing Fathom 1 and 2. I mean, I don't think those <sighs> games have aged that well. There's a version of Beehive Bedlam on the Play Store. I did realize that this morning, um, having to Google for it. But yeah, I mean, I, there was nothing in 3D on that store. It was, yeah. uh, it was a very primitive time for video games. And plus back then, when, uh, <laughs> when that service was new, was right on the cusp of, you know, games even being, being able to run on like a PlayStation 2 or something. So yeah. it was a very third of time. Um, are you old enough to have played games on Teletext? Honestly, <laughs> <sighs> I, 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 I remember Teletext. I can't remember right. playing games on Teletext. <laughs> if we're at the situation where this Netflix games thing is going to be the equivalent of Teletext games, Scott, I think it's a bad idea. What a time, mate. I mean, look, I mean, I, I am pushing, I'm pushing 30, I'm past it. But if, if other people are my age uh, who might remember playing games on Teletext, and I know that's going to be a fraction of our audience at this point, um, but <laughs> playing games on Teletext did feel like, oh my God, you're accessing this entire catalogue of stuff. Most, I mean, it was barely any games on there. There was a couple of different quizzes and stuff like that. Um, but Teletext was like the original internet before that sort of took off properly. Point being, though, um, that in amongst all this stuff, from your like makeshift Game Boy Pokemon thing to the reality of of Netflix <clears throat> getting into game development, they're going to need a hell of a lot of charm to make it work. It's going to need a hell of a lot of ingenuity for the service to take off because, like you said, the road to this stuff is laid with bodies from Google Stadia to Amazon Luna um, to any uh, anyone else who tries it other than the main companies themselves. Um, this year, we'll see the uh, release of the Play Date, which is like a combination of other little indie games. It's that little console with the crank, which it looks like I've lost my mind. Oh, but it's yes, a little thing. No, yes, 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 yes. Little, yes, yes. little thing with the crank. 
And it's like, it is very hard to break into, um, you know, the gaming industry itself. And like you said, there's been more failed opportunities than others. Um, I guess, what do you what do you want to see from a Netflix gaming division? Because for me, you know, they, they have a lot of positive um, reinforcement as a brand right now in terms of video, in the video game space. Like, obviously, Witcher was a massive success. I love yeah. the Castlevania series. I think all four seasons of that are an absolute masterpiece. Go watch Castlevania. It's phenomenal. Um, but they also did little, you know, little known things like Dragon's Dogma, the new Resident Evil series. is actually brilliant. Um, so I'm kind of like, I think they have enough goodwill in them um, that they can kind of transfer that across but at the same time they're trying to turn these games around in a couple of years so it's not going to be anything amazing yeah, totally. I mean, you know, I just need more clarification on what they're going to do. You know, I think in one of the statements they said that they don't even know kind of what the game development is going to look like, which is very interesting. But yeah, you know, you mm. raised an interesting point there, I think. You know, they have been cultivating this relationship with video game properties over the past few years. Like you just mentioned there, a tre- treasure trove of, you know, mm-hmm. video game adaptations, a lot of which have been like really well received. Like Castlevania, you know, everyone is telling me to watch Castlevania. A lot of people really love The watch Witcher. Watch it, Josh. Oh, I do. A lot of people are really looking forward to uh, the new Resident Evil um, live action stuff that's coming to Netflix. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of goodwill being earned with not only video game companies that license out these IP, but video game fans who you know are now trusting Netflix with the games that they have held so close to their heart for so long. So I wonder whether they're mm-hmm. able to license them to make you know Netflix versions of those games in some form. Even if they mm. don't, though, I still think they have, you know, an interesting kind of like pedigree to come in on because they have all of the Netflix originals. You know, they've been cultivating them for like the past 10 years or whatever. And even though Mm -hmm. the term Netflix original doesn't have the same inherently positive connotations that it once did. You know, you used to say Netflix original, it would mean that you were going to get something interesting, something a bit cutting edge, something that you couldn't get anywhere else. Now they've definitely chosen a quantity over quality approach, but some of them still do hit. They still do have hits. And they have so many properties now that are Netflix exclusives that they could spin out. You know, we could get maybe an extraction, you know, the Chris Hemsworth um, movie, you know, a spin-off to Mm -hmm. that or a spin-off to whatever the hell else they have planned. Another Stranger Things you know, game or something. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, they've got plenty of established franchises there that they could mm. use to make video game versions of, whether that's going to be just this uh, crappy, like, clicky mobile game or whether it's going to be more, <laughs> you know, fully formed. Well, the thing with the Stranger Things is there was a 2D, like, very well-received enough tie-in to the last season of that show um, that they could just bring across. I mean, if we're talking, you know, I mentioned, like, storage capacity before. Um, they have to keep it under a certain amount of gigs. So, but that totally lends, it, lends itself into 2D stuff. If they yeah. do a Netflix Castlevania version of a 2D Castlevania, like, take all the characters, take all the animation from the Netflix show, partner with Konami and do that and release it as a Netflix original... I, I'm, I'm completely there for it. Like, that would be a perfect way to do that kind of thing. Um, and I'd be curious. I mean, I'm curious what other sort of, like, brand deals they can do and bring those things together. But the other, like, massive gaping question is what the hell do we do for a controller? Because um, for as much as, yeah. you know, the Sky Remote was a, an underrated gem at the time, I can't see us playing that many games on an average TV remote. So I wonder whether they release something alongside it, uh, Ouya style, speaking of another console that completely crashed and burned, um, or if they license a controller and just kind of use the Xbox, or like you know, let you plug anything in, Bluetooth controller or whatever. Um, do you have any quick thoughts on how they would like let you actually control these things? 
Yes, a few. I think they will, you know, maybe cut deals with the likes of, you know, Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft mm. to use their controllers and make them compatible. I mean, you could use the PlayStation 3 controller on some televisions. I think it might have only been yeah. Sony ones, but, you know, the, yeah. the ability is there in some form. But even if they don't do that, I imagine this won't just be trying to plug this into existing televisions. I imagine they will sell, like, a little dongle or something separately that mm. increases the storage space that maybe comes with a controller. You know, like a little add-on for 45 50 quid or whatever that you know kind of like gives you the the kind of like expanded version of the service kind of like how people buy amazon fire sticks kind of like how you know you have those specific tvs for apple and whatever you know mm. i imagine there will be something out alongside the actual software itself that kind of comes along mm. with it but it obviously won't be a console it might just be like you said there you know um a, a controller and maybe more storage space like a usb or something yeah, yeah. It's, it's a brave new world. The last thing that, I, that just was kind of just darkly, ironically funny is that like for the longest time we've thought of Game Pass as the Netflix for games. And I think even <laughs> uh, Phil Spencer himself has sort of said we want to be the Netflix for games. And it's just a bit weird or a little bit. I mean, it's, it's, it's a perfect business opportunity for Netflix themselves to go, well, we can be the Netflix for games. And then grab the <laughs> EA man in, um, set him to work making some mobile stuff, poison the living hell out of that term. Um, and at least you've got market dominance or search terms or whatever because your big old Netflix and you might as well have a roll of the dice. Um, I guess we'll see how it turns out. But let us know what you think down in the comments below. What's the best case scenario for Netflix entering video games uh, spaces and is there anything that you'd like to see from them in particular? For now though, I've been Scott from MoreCulture.com. I've been Josh from MoreCulture.com. And we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.